Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Episode number 30, Prolific Writer Podcast. What? Have you found Jesus yet? No. I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him, so. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you what you talking about? What you, what you, what you, Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well, so you can do the same. Here's Ryan. Ryan Pelton, your prolific writer, podcast host, and it's episode number 30. And so we're bringing the funny. I don't know what that was about. We've got a little, what you talking about, Willis, a little Forrest Gump to get us kicked off. I just felt like it, we needed to celebrate. 30 is, is significant. As I shared last week, 30 episodes of anything, 30 of anything is amazing. I've had a couple podcasts and they petered out, but we're at number 30 and I have a great episode for you today. And what I wanted to do today was bring on a new friend, Jason Meiske. And Jason Meiske is an aspiring novelist. He's been writing for years, but he's working on a novel. And we're going to talk today about writer groups and writing in community and the importance of having people to write with. We know writing can be isolating. We know that writing can be a thing that we just kind of do on our own and don't let anyone in. Uh, but Jason has found the inspiration, the encouragement, the accountability that he needs in writer groups. And so uh, I was privileged to have Jason Meiske on uh, the interview today and on the line today. And I hope you, you really find a lot from this conversation. And, and I think regardless if you've been writing for years or regardless if you've been writing for a few minutes or you're thinking about writing something, maybe a, a novel or a book or starting a blog, whatever it may be is, is Jason shares his story and his fits and his starts and, um, writing things, stopping things, not really completing anything. And, and, and we've all been there. I think most people's story is I had this idea. I had the story. I started and never finished it. 
and then it just kind of faded away. And so, uh, Jason will be an inspiration to you. It's never too late to start. And so I think it's important too, that, that we, we don't just bring on people onto the show that are, you know, bestsellers and written hundreds of books as we've had many on the show, people writing, you know, 29 novels a year and, and a hundred books in their career, all those kinds of things. And that's important. And that's a goal to shoot for. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, but, but to, to bring on some people, I'm going to continue to bring on people that are just starting or, or maybe they have one book or two book and they're two books and they're just getting rolling on their writing career, writing journey. And to hear the struggles and hear the re- the realities of Jason isn't a bestseller. Jason isn't, isn't making money from his writing, but he loves the, loves to write. Um, he, he's growing in his craft, and he's really found a important part of that journey is is writing in community and writing groups. And so, so I hope you enjoy this show. Don't have any big announcements this week, but it is episode thirty, and that's pretty exciting. So thanks for everybody that's been listening in, downloading the show and continue to share it with your friends. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the other side. And this is Jason Meiske. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast. This is Ryan, and today I'm delighted to have another guest uh, who lives actually only about an hour from me, so this is probably one of the closer guests I've had. And uh, this is Jason, Jason, excuse me, Meiske, and uh, his name is spelled funny, but it's actually easier to say. And so we'll uh, make sure when we put it in the show notes, it's Meiske, okay, everybody? So when he's a world-famous author, Meiske, you got it. Um, well, Jason and I um, are fortunate enough to have met each other online, um, strangely. He, he started listening to the show and, um, and then found out that uh, he has, he's part of a writer's group locally, and was gracious enough to invite me to come out to a writer's workshop and uh, really enjoyed my time. And uh, so today we wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of writing with other people, um, writer groups, um, writing in community, that sometimes we think about writing just as a solo endeavor. But today we want to talk about what is it like to write with other people, critique your work and help each other and encourage each other. And, uh, and yeah, go from there. So, so hey, say hello to everyone, Jason. Hey, hello, everybody. And you are in Warrensburg, Missouri, which not many people have heard of. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's about an hour outside of Kansas City. And uh, so thanks for coming on the show. And, yeah, I look forward to chatting with you. Um, so as I said, we, we uh, got to cross paths in actual real time. People, online friendships can become real friendships. And so um, – and uh, had a great time at this writer's conference. And one of the things I noticed um, – real pretty quickly was your writer group. You guys are actually pretty close to each other and, and friends. And, and I just really enjoyed the camaraderie that you had with each other. And, and so I want to just kind of, kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, and so give us a little bit of backstory of how you kind of got involved in this local writers group out in Warrensburg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, well, the, uh, basically, I was looking for resources. Um, I wanted to get back into writing, and, and uh, I was trying to figure out what I should do and how I should uh, get some feedback and get better as a writer. And one of the things I had been told was, well, look for a writer's group. And oddly enough, I found an ad in the paper stating uh, there was a writing 
networking club coming up, and uh, on a certain day we meet twice a week. And uh, so I thought, well, all right, if I'm going to be serious about this, I need to give it a shot. So I went up there and met our, our leader, author G.A. Edwards. And, um, yeah, I loved it. Uh, they welcomed me right in. And uh, from there, everything just went uh, really, really well. So you say you were looking for some resources uh, for writing, obviously, and found this group. And <laughs> so so tell me a little bit, what was the motivation? Like where were you at in your writer's journey? I mean, were you – I have nine books. I want you to look at them. I'm just getting started. Like what, what kind of motivated you or what, what made you want to find this group in the first place? <clears throat> well – my motivation was that uh, I just had the birth of my, my first grandchild. I have four now. And I realized this thing that I'd always wanted to do, which was writing. I'd always been writing little stories. And my time was getting away, I, I realized. Um, that was two years ago. Um, and I just thought, you know, I, I need if I'm going to be serious about this, I need to get going. And I need to find some what I can do to really do this. And I had notebooks full of, of stories, but... Completing something was something uh, that was new to me, and that's what I wanted to learn is, okay, how do I finish this story? How do I get to the end and then publish? And I didn't know anything about indie publishing. I didn't know anything about you know this whole big world. And so when I met this group, uh, that was the introduction to me to uh, instant feedback was what I found that I got from them. And, uh, you know, their, their support uh, and we help each other out and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, uh, very great. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, uh, we try to encourage each other every time we, we give firm, but fair advice. Uh, you know, we try and be, uh, tell people in a kind way, Hey, don't think that this sucks, but you probably should fix this part. And then, um, that way, whenever we go to like the meeting that you were at, and we meet with a real editor, it's a little bit easier to take. Uh, hey, this. What, what do you mean by this? And you know, an editor going after you. It was easier for me to take that. Yeah. What was interesting at the the writers workshop was we had did an exercise where we uh, critiqued someone's story and got to read part of it, and um, and I could tell some of the people in the group had probably done this before because they they took the. <laughs> the criticism pretty well and they weren't they weren't um you know defending themselves and said oh that's really good and that's really helpful um so one of the the i I guess fears that that i've heard and i've had i haven't been part of an actual flesh and blood writing group i've been on one online and things but um is just that fear of i'm going to show you my story it's probably not that good, and then I'm going to give you freedom to critique it, poke holes in it, tear it apart. Um, sometimes yeah. can discourage writers because they they come away feeling like, why am I doing this? It's a waste of time. You know, what what do you know or what have you? So, what has been your experience for that? I mean, um, ha- have you seen those situations? I mean, how has it um, has it hurt anyone, or has it been mostly positive in your experience? <clears throat> I, I think it's been. Uh... I, I can speak for myself. It's been positive. Um, like I said, I think I just was at that point of my life where I was ready. So my second visit to the group, I took something with me, and I found I had to keep. They had to keep reminding me to slow down because I was getting, I was really nervous. Uh, I went through it pretty fast, and I'm like, hey, Jason, just take your time, read it slower, 
know, we're enjoying this. Don't worry. We're going to be nice to you. So I, I did that, and yeah, and so that's what we started to do. And, and uh, I take a piece up there whenever I can. We read it. Um, sometimes people are still pretty nervous, even after several visits, and uh, maybe somebody else to read for them. And that'll be an introduction for them. So that way, they, it, it helps them to not only hear their work being read by somebody else, but then they still get that feedback from somebody else, you know, from the from the group. Um, and we'll spend x amount of time uh, giving ideas, giving critiques, and usually by the next time that they bring something, they're ready to speak on their own. Um, that that helps them out. But uh, for the most part, yeah, they've been uh, the group's been uh, great and. Uh, I find uh, I, I I still get nervous if I go a while without bringing something up there, but uh, at the same time I'm anxious to read it and and hear. Okay, what do you think? I mean, it, does this suck or am I going somewhere good with this? So, are you? What are you actually bringing to them? Are you bringing short stories? Are you bringing parts of novels? Like how how much? Do you guys have kind of a, a guideline for how much you kind of bring to the table, or is that that kind of open ended? Talk a little bit about that. Um, at one time, it was pretty open-ended, but uh, it would take up too much of our time. It's a little more organized now. Um, our, our leader came up with a, little, a structured way for us to work about it. So the day of, uh, we have our own private Facebook group. So the day of, she'll post on there, hey, don't forget, tonight's the meeting. Is anybody bringing something? And several of us will post, yes, okay, we are. Um, if not, if there's only one or two people bringing something, then we'll plan a lesson of some kind, or, or rather, she will plan a lesson for us, something we can go over. Um, and who knows, maybe somebody that didn't see the post might bring a critique. Um, so it's 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 a lot. Uh, it's worked out a lot better now. Um, and uh, what we're bringing is generally, I guess, typically it's it's uh, part of a of a novel. Um, we've been, I've been progressing through the novel, bringing, uh, I was bringing a whole chapter, but now my chapter is a little more intense or a little, a little fuller. So I'm bringing about half a chapter or a third of a chapter with me, um, each time. And I try and break it down. So that way I'm not, I, I don't want to cons, you know, use up the whole time. Um, and I still like to get some feedback. So that, uh, that helps out as well. Like, Keeping it to a minimum, I think. Um, I think we try and keep it to no more than five pages. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, so let's uh, let's throw it in reverse a little bit. Uh, so two years ago, you have this itch to start getting serious about your writing. You become a grandfather, um, and <laughs> your story, Jason, is very common. Um, I, I hear that a lot. It's just people, you know, one time they wrote or they've told stories their whole life and they get to this certain age and they're just like, you know, why haven't I done this or why haven't I tried to do this? Why haven't I shared my work? And uh, so mm-hmm. l- let's talk a little bit about your or- your origin story. Um, kind of where, where the love of writing, what, what's kind of been your influences? Um, you know, did you, was your family creative? Were they writers? When did kind of the love of, of just storytelling and writing kind of begin? And then kind of what happened in between where, you know, you, you felt like, man, I might've missed out on some, some things. I don't want to get serious about this. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, like so many of your, the people you've talked to before, I've, I've always had a love for writing. I love her stories. Um, it's been something I've always done. I writing little stories. I remember as a, as a little kid, I 
copied down word for word and scene for scene the uh, Sesame Street book, Monster at the End of This Book. And uh, I think I was like six years old when I did that. And I was just so proud of it and went around with it and showed that to everybody. And then in junior high, I did my first um, story that I turned in for an assignment. And I can't remember what the assignment was, but I did this uh, missing in action kind of piece for my English class. And it was the first time I'd ever turned in something that wasn't just for me. And my teacher really liked it. My dad really liked it. Um, And after that, I was like, well, this is cool. I'd, I'd like to do this. But I was also very good at art growing up, so I got very distracted by that and by other teenage things. Um, so I never really stuck with writing as a as something that I would do. It was just something I really enjoyed. And I thought, well, one of these days I'll, I'll get there. And um, my wife, bless her heart, she, she always believed in me and always inspired me and, and encouraged me to uh, go after it. Uh, she got me started. When she joined the military, she grabbed one of those magazine articles that was uh, kind of like the Art Institute, but this was the Institute of Children's Literature. And she sent off for their test and gave it to me saying, here you go. I got this for you. I think this will help you out. So give it a try. And so I did that. And when she left for basic training, I that's about the same time I started the correspondence courses with them and did that. And then the first few years that she was in the service, I was a stay-at-home dad with our then-babies. And I uh, was taking those classes and did a little bit of, um, sold a couple of articles online and, and uh, did a little bit of online writing as well for a uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan site, but never really took it anywhere. Um, I graduated the course, but I don't think I really paid as close attention as I should have as far as, you know, it was the same problem I think a lot of writers have of how do I finish this? How do I get to that end? And I, I get all excited. I get started. And then I put it aside because I have this other idea. It's like it's like a cat chasing a laser around the room. You know, there's, all of a sudden, it's gone. And, oh, where is it? Oh, there's another one over there. I'm going to chase that one now. And uh, that was kind of what I kept doing um, just years later. A few years ago, um, we were stationed in Japan, and I'd heard that this old uh, urban legend I used to be used to be aware of in my hometown uh, had still gone around um, the place it was based on was no longer it no longer existed but the story was still being told so that inspired me to pick up where, where I am now great so let's talk a little bit about kind of your your influences for writing I mean are you writing you know romance are you writing um, you know Amish romance are you uh, you know <laughs> what what what's kind of your your influences as far as when you when you start telling stories like what what kind of you know came out of you as far as like in the beginning even when you're a kid you know were there certain books movies TV that kind of influenced you um I think I've always been influenced more by the movies that I watch. Um, the stories I would write as a kid was always very much, uh, you know, Chuck Norris, Missing in Action, Rambo. So it was me and my friends against the world. Red Dawn was a big influence on me as a little kid. Um, that kind of stuff. So it was always, you know, my friends and I were going to rise up and protect our parents when the Russians came to invade uh, sort of thing. So we were doing, I was writing little stories like that. Um, and then as I got older, I started reading some different stuff, um, some fantasy, and then had a series there, uh, the Dragonlance series. I got really big into reading that for a while. Uh, and when I got older, 
I started finding stories that were thrillers. Uh, they would be realistic, but something fantastic thrown in. Uh, one of the first ones I remember reading was uh, Steve Alton, Meg, uh, about a megalodon shark that rises up from the Marianas Trench. And, and that just astounded me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, you can totally picture that this really happened. Um, another one was Robert McCammon's uh, The Wolf's Hour about a uh, British Secret Service spy in World War II and why he's so good. Well, because he's a werewolf. Um, so things like that. Uh, here's a, a realistic story with something fantastic thrown into it. And I think that's kind of been what's stuck with me for a while now. Of, uh, I would like to write thrillers in that vein of do something that's uh, – yeah, somewhat based in reality, but uh, a fantastic element to it. Have you read any of the uh, like Jim Butcher type stuff? Ah, uh, no, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, he's written a bunch of stuff, but uh, kind of in that you know crime adventure, but with like supernatural. You know, he's always he's kind of a it's kind of like Ghostbusters with kind of crime adventure. You know, there's always these supernatural beings that he has. It's kind of like X Files meets Ghostbusters meets you know Jack Reacher kind of kind of stories. Um, but, oh, they, wow. but, but they always feel, but they're always real. You know, it's like set in Chicago, and he's you know in a cab, and then it happens the guys you know, the cabbie's a alien or something, you know, um, but you don't really know at the time and, and all that kind of yeah. things. So, um, yeah. no, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always interesting how kind of where our influences come from. And it always seems like what people really like to watch or read is kind of what they like to write, kind of where they feel comfortable. Um, yes. you know, and it's funny because, you know, the, you know, the, the old adage, you know, write what you know, I mean, no one really knows about aliens, but you know, we still write about them or we don't know. We don't always know about shooting guns or, you know, what it's like to be a police officer, but we'll still write about it even though, because we've read about it, you know, we try our best Mm -hmm. to kind of make it uh, as realistic as possible. So, um, so let, let's talk a little bit about kind of what you're, um, what you're working on. So, you know, you talk about thrillers with kind of a fantastical element. Are, are, is that kind of the um, – I know you mentioned some novels that you're working on. Is, is that kind of in that vein that you're working on right now, trying to get one of those done? Uh, yeah, I think so. The The one that I'm working on, that I'm, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm probably another week or two away from typing the end, so that's pretty exciting. Um, it, it's a urban legend that – I decided, well, all right, what if this really took place? What if it really was, if the whole thing was real, what would uh, be the backstory to this? How would it happen today? And so I, I threw some things together, and and it's a little bit of paranormal, and I'm trying to explain away, and, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. How do you explain something realistically for a paranormal incident um, or somebody who believes in, say, like rat- ritual sacrifice and stuff. It's okay. I got to get inside this head, and you know, I'm, my wife is uh, almost a doctor at this point, so I'm asking her. So, if you cut a throat, what was that do? I mean, can you suck in? Can you? Is the throat going to be exposed? Is it going to gurgle? And she's <laughs> looking at me like, "Are you crazy? What are you talking about?" No. And then I explain to her what I'm looking at or what I'm trying to learn. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she'll sit down and totally go over it with me. Like, no, 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 no. It's going to do this. 
you're not going to make a sound. It's going to, you know, this is what's going to happen. And, oh, okay. That's great. That's great. I mean, not great, but you know, this is fascinating. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I was, I, uh, one of my writing groups today, someone wrote, uh, so how long does it take for a body to decompose uh, in a coffin under the, <laughs> under a body of water? That was the question. <laughs> They're like, I'm writing this story and there's a coffin and there's bones and that, you know, I'm, how many years do you, does anyone know? You know, it's like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. The, yeah. the world of the writer, you know? Yeah. yeah. How, yeah long, exactly. how long I, I wrote, I did this thing and it was like an homage to breaking bad. I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you watched the show, but there was a, um, yeah, a yeah. scene where they, I don't know if you remember where they, they melted a body. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so, you know, they, I wanted to know, okay, what are the chemicals that, you know, they have to use? How long would it take? You know? And then I'm like, man, if anyone finds like my Google searches, like they're going to think I'm psycho. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, I'm not, it. I'm not really doing this, this is research. I promise. Um, you know, it was, yeah. like, it was a crime story and we, I was trying to figure out how to get rid of a body. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, I think one of the things that's definitely helped me get some better ideas, other than just research, has been I've gotten back into reading in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I spent years just collecting movies. I have, oh my gosh, uh, I think my app says I have twelve hundred movies now up, upstairs, um, and, and I just that was my passion was collecting them and watching them all the time, watching different movies. But getting back into writing, I've learned. I've got. I, I can enjoy my movies, but I need to read too, so that way I can learn. Here's how they told this. Here's how they described this. Here's the. So I've, I've got my Kindle that I'm always reading something on. I've got my paper books that I'm reading something, and I, I've really found a love for Audible. So I'll listen to something um, at the same time. My day job gives me a lot of downtime, not in the office, or well. Not downtime, but uh, time where I'm out of the office and I'm doing stuff. And rather than listen to music all day, I'll listen to a book. So I'll have, you know, three books going at any point. Um, you know, one's on my nightstand, other ones in my bag for when I'm when I am in the office, and other times I'm listening to a story. And I think that's really helped me out a lot too to um, get a grip on. Oh, that's a great idea, and and uh, it's been nice to catch up on some classics that I've always wanted to read, like Dracula or The Virginian or uh, things like that. I read um, all the uh, Harrison Ford movie, uh, Blade Runner, uh, Androids Dream Electric Sheep. Uh, just listening to that one uh, earlier this spring. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. And it's nice to be able to have a conversation with somebody about classics and, and not be going, oh, well, yeah, I saw the movie. But now I can actually talk about, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, there's something about reading. You know, if you don't read, you shouldn't write. I mean, that's the best advice because um, you're, you're picking up cadence. You're picking up, you know, just how people write, how they do things. There's no one right way. Um, I would say, though, movies, I, I've lately have been really enjoying. You said you said audio, but also movies like just listening to dialogue and just kind of that more nat yeah. natural as people are bantering, because it's different. Like it's not like you talking to your wife. That's a different kind of dialogue. I mean, when they do it in a movie or a book, it's if it was just me and my wife talking and I wrote it down, it'd be very boring. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, how do you reveal story? How do you reveal emotion? How do you, you know, you don't have to use perfect English. You know, um, yes, you know, different mm -hmm. dialect. You know, all that. Yeah, I love audiobooks for that too. I'm reading, I'm listening to. I don't know if you heard that book, Brilliant. I might have mentioned this to you, Brilliance. Um, it's yeah, on, I think you mentioned it. Yeah, it's I'm on sure Kindle. Are you Kindle Unlimited? Do you do Kindle Unlimited? Um, 
anyway, he's on Kindle Unlimited, and actually they throw in the audiobook if you get the free Kindle Unlimited book. Um, and it's just a fantastic story. It's kind of a – you would like it. kind of a thriller, oh. sci- sci-fi, these kind of superhumans that are living in America, and it's, it gets kind of political. It's pretty cool. Um but uh, but oh, wow. but I'm yeah. listening to the audio book and the audio book is fantastic. I mean they have really professionally done, and you know all the different actors and and you really pick up the the feeling of the book. You know I'm like I'm kind of ruined. I'm like I've, I've read a little bit of it, but I'm like I think the audio is better. Um, <laughs> it just it plays like a movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, I think those are you know those little little tools. I think people always get worried about you know how do I how do I write dialogue? How do I you know watching movies is a great way to do that. Audiobooks mm-hmm. is a great way to do that. Um, you know, how do chapters end? You know, is it a cliffhanger? Is it, you know, just even picking up some of that stuff is really, really helpful. Yeah, um, yes, yes. So, um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about a little more on your, your book. Um, so you've been having obviously some trouble kind of getting it done. Um, you know, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, you wanted this writing group to kind of help you get, get going. Um, kind of what, what is it, what is it just as, um, and partly why I want to have you on the show, um, was I, I want to get our audience, we have aspiring authors, we have seasoned authors, um, but for the aspiring author, I mean, this is a common tale. It's how do I finish something? You know, how do I know it's done? You know, and then yeah. also kind of what are the, the hangups? So I want to talk about that because I know it's different, <laughs> different for everybody, but you know, what, what would you say has been your kind of, I don't want to call it a hang up, but I mean, what, what has kind of held you back from just hitting the end and kind of moving on to the next thing? Uh, well, for the longest time it was, I kept rewriting those first few chapters mm-hmm. that that's what I did for years. Um, when I decided I wanted to write this book, it was 2011 and I was in Japan and, uh, I wasn't really working a lot. So I thought, all right, this is what I'm going to do. But all I did was rewrite like the the flashback scene to start the book uh and then the first chapter or two and then i'd think of something else and oh well this would take place uh towards the end there's this scene and those are the only things i would write i didn't know how to get from from a to to m you know or or to the to z at the end it was always okay well this is going to be something along that line and that's where the writing group has helped out a lot um they you know they pushed me along um, plus, they convinced me to go ahead and try NaNoWriMo. So that first fall, uh, I wasn't going to do it. And then last minute, I was like, okay, you know what? You're right. All I have is these first three chapters, and I just keep rewriting them. So I decided, okay, what am I going to do? November 1st, I'm disconnecting my brain, and I'm just writing what I feel the story is. And, oh, man, what a frantic month that was. Holy cow. And uh, I got it. I got it done. I had a few chapters, more chapters than I realized that I skipped where I did, <laughs> uh, I did like a short one or two line synopsis of, Hey, in this chapter, this person kills that person. And then I went on to the next chapter and uh, I found a few chapters like that here recently where I was like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? I have to write those now. But you know, at the end of November, 2015, I had 52,000 words. I had, the bulk of the story, it, it stunk, but I had it there, and that helped a lot. Um, I kind of fell back in the same habits. Uh, well, the worst thing I did was, as soon as I got done, I didn't want to look at it for the next month. So it was like January before I even started, and of course in that time there was like new video games that come out for Christmas, so I was playing that for a while. 
when I did get back into it, I just kept doing the old habits of rewriting the original stuff. And I'd take what I had, go to the writer's group, read it. They give me feedback. I take it back, and I'm like, okay, let's see. They said this. Um, I'm doing too much telling here. Let's show, okay, make sure that's right. Was it? Bring it back. Read it again. And then I'd move forward to the next chapter, and I was doing that, but the process was so slow. It was just... I just kept writing and rewriting again, and it uh, it wasn't until this year actually that I said, okay, I have to get to a point where I have to stop and keep moving forward, or I'm going to continue in this endless thing of it's never going to finish, it's never going to end. And there's a couple of other uh, writers in the group that we're in the same boat. There, we're just we've had the same story for the last two years, and. We just keep like, yeah, it's going to get done one of these days. And like, you know, one of these days needs to come soon. We need to work together. Like, you know, let's let's get to the end of this month and high five. What do you think? So, you know, we're really pushing each other. And, uh, you know, next month, I don't want to see this chapter again. Bring in another chapter. So we're trying to motivate each other a little bit more and, and uh, move on. And so I've got a stack on my desk of critiques, of old chapter critiques that I'm waiting for once I – here, like I said, I'm really close. I think I've got another week or two, and I should be able to hit type the end. And then I can go back and make sure that I have those edits put in place real quick. Uh, I need to make sure that the flow is good and some other stuff uh, is ready to go before I send it out to my beta readers. And, uh, that's been the main thing is stop trying to rewrite the whole thing. I've heard you say before, polish a turd, and that's what I've been doing over and over and over again. And at this point, that thing's like a trophy. It's, it's It shines so well. <laughs> so. Well, you know, what happens is when we, we rewrite, and, and maybe I could ask you this question, is when you go back into your your book, what, do you, what are you actually rewriting? I mean, are you actually rewriting, like, scenes? Are you just editing? I mean, define what you're actually doing or all the above. I mean, is it grammar? Is it scenes? Is it, you know, what, what do you Well, got? my grammar, my grammar stinks. Um, I've got a, a, a little uh, aid here somewhere um, to help me out with my with my grammar, but I've misplaced that, so I, I keep pushing past it right now. Uh, fortunately, my wife and my daughter are practically editors on their own right, so I'm going to have them help me with the grammar when I'm done. The rest of it is make sure that I'm, you know, show, don't tell, um, uh, keeping myself away from flowery words, just keep it basic. Uh, sometimes I'm rewriting a scene because it didn't fit very well. Um, you know, when I, when I did the, uh, the first, the rough draft of it, you know, it was 52,000 words and I just crossed a hundred thousand, uh, last month. And I'm like, okay, this is going to have to probably, I'm going to have to cut a lot cause it, it just seems like a lot. Um, and, and there is plenty I can probably cut when I go back. I know there's characters, side characters that tried taking over um, that I've moved on from since, but they're still there waiting for me to come back and get rid of them. <laughs> so there's things that, and I think, I think that's been the benefit of just pushing forward, not worrying so much about that right now. Pushing forward is that it's going to make it that much easier for me to go back later and say, yeah, this doesn't work anymore. Let's just fix this real quick so that A fits against B against C and then work my way to Z. And 
that that's kind of been my my issue. Yeah, I think in the rewriting, it's it's where we start actually taking out our creative voice, um, mm-hmm. and we start adding our critical voice. And so what happens is that that kind of subconscious voice that when you wrote that thing the first time is probably your most natural, most creative part of you. But then when we go back and edit, sometimes what happens instead of just doing like, you know, grammar, spelling, you know, basic language stuff, we go in and we, we change the vibe of the scene. We change the scene because we're just like, oh, I don't like that. Rather than just saying it, it's, a, it's good enough. And, and so we, we kind of take out that original kind of creativity and then we just keep polishing it and polishing it and polishing it and polishing it. Um, yeah. I, I'm very guilty of that. And so, you know, then you just spend all this time kind of rewrite it. Well, I got to change this. I should change this. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's a challenge because I think what you're describing is what most probably a lot of our audience, when they are having a hard time finishing stuff, is just the rewriting. It's just constant. You know, I don't like the first paragraph. I don't like the first line. I don't like the first half, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and you just go back, back and forth, back and forth and back and forth. But then you realize you read a lot of books and you write a lot of stories and there's no perfect story. And so you have to kind of be okay with, um, not that it's junk, but just to say, you know, this is as good as it's going to be right now. So I can move on to the next thing. Um, yeah. You know, and, what, and what, what's you, your, think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, and I think one of the things that helped me grow a little bit was, you know, being in the writer's group was those first couple of times that I opened my mouth to say something about somebody else's work. Cause I'm looking around the room and there's, there's a couple of them who have books out, a couple of people who are uh, in college right now, a little more educated than, than what I consider myself. Um, so I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is this? What are they going to think? What am I going to have to offer? What am I going to say? And, uh, you know, but I still would just open up and say, okay, well, you know, here I wasn't feeling what you're saying. Maybe if the, the person did this first and did, you know, and then went on about their business, and that was refreshing, and it, it helped. What people don't realize is you're not only helping out that person, but that helped me learn to, to look for things, uh, to look for different things about it. Hey, in this part, you were showing, and I do the same thing. I just realized it. And it, it's a whole different way to look at it than just looking at your own work day in and day out, you know, we're looking at our own work until our eyes bleed, and then you take a minute, now you're looking at somebody else's, and that became so refreshing to me and, and helped me see things within my own work that I was doing wrong, and then just getting past it, you know, and I don't try and overstep my bounds, I don't want to say something that I don't have any idea what I'm talking about, um, but I'll, I'll point out things that I feel confident in. I think here... If they, if your character drew their sword here and did that, you know they're going to be a little bit more heroic than just rushing right in there. And uh, that's been that's been fun. That's been a lot of uh, a lot of good uh, help for me. Yeah, I think there's a you know I heard someone say you know we're all born storytellers. I mean you don't have to teach a kid how to tell a story. I mean they just tell stories. They make things up. They you know, and, and I think when you listen to other people's stories, you kind of pick that up. Like, is that a good, is that good? Is that not good? Is that confusing? You know, I think even reading your own work out loud is really helpful. Um, because you're, yeah. li- you're listening to it in a, you know, is it, is it flow? Is it kind of choppy? It, you know, does it make sense? 
Um, you know, just like when you hear that, like, you know, it's kind of like when someone's talking to you, you know, hey, can you say that again? I don't understand what you're saying. You know, when you read your book, sometimes you're like, oh, that part's just really confusing. Um, I know when my editor sends back stuff, she's always like, what did you mean here? I have no idea what you're talking about right here. Um, and I go, oh, yeah, you're right. And, you know, go on there and fix it. But, um, you know. Uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than, than doing realizing that when you're in the middle of reading it in front of your, your writer's group. And I, I get right in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what am I saying here? What, what was this?" And, right. or, or realizing like, oh, "I'm telling every bit of this. None of this is is showing." And uh, and I just kind of laugh. I'm like, "Wow, I, I only went through this one time, didn't I? Before I brought it into the group." So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one of the things I, I love about this show is not because it's my show, but uh, because <laughs> the. Uh, kind of listening to the, the the motivations of people like why do we write you know why do we tell stories why you know someone say well, why do you waste your time doing those kinds of things um but but I, i'd be curious to hear kind of your what are what are some underlying kind of fears that you have because I, I i think sometimes getting that book out or finishing that thing there's just like these weird kind of fears that we have or or things that you know is it because someone might actually read it or it's you know i'm worried about I'm not that educated. I didn't go to the right school. I, I mean, my grammar stinks, whatever. You know, what are, have, have you kind of dealt with some of those things? Like just in your, as you've gone, like been part of this group and kind of written stuff now and, and, you know, what are, what are things that kind of bubble up in you when you're, you know, kind of sharing your work and writing things and any, anything come to mind? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean, like the first thing came to mind was was thinking about the sent, you know, from two years ago, when my, I'm sitting at work and I'm waiting on the phone call for that. Hey, yeah, you know, my daughter's in labor. I'm waiting on that call. And I'm thinking about my life and where I am at this point, and you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I try really hard to be a good husband. I, I try really hard to be a good father. I, I try to be a good. Uh, worker at wherever I work at, you know, I want them, I want to do a good job so that they know, oh yeah, Jason was here, he did this job, I can tell by the way it was done. But I've always felt like I can do, I have it in me to do more, that I have stories I wanted to tell and I kept pushing that part of it, that part of me away, that part of me, like, oh, I'll get there, you know, I, I need to do I need to do the dad thing today. I need to do this thing. It's important to be there for my family and, and to provide and to do all this stuff. And I, I had that day sitting in the office and it just kind of clicked like, you know, I think I can do both. I think if this is what I really want to do and I felt like I wanted to, I can figure out how to how to do this, how to make it work. How, you know, there's other people out there that are working you know, two jobs and they're, you know, got their kids and they're writing. And so, you know, I started, uh, <laughs> I started learning things by listening to podcasts, uh, to figure out what I could do. Um, you know, and that's how I got the, that's where I learned like, okay, go find a writer's group, things like that. And of course there was the, the big uh, thing that everybody talks about is write every day. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, how do you do that? I mean, now I'm, I'd go crazy if I can't sit down and do some, at least 500 words. I'm like, Oh man, I, I got, it's itching. I can't wait to get it out. 
But two years ago, I was like, how am I supposed to do this? And that was when I started realizing, okay, well, I would get up in the morning and, uh, well, I was going to say work out, but let's be honest, I was getting up and playing video games. <laughs> or, or, or I would get up and uh, catch a, a couple of episodes of TV that I, I hadn't caught up on. Um, and I realized, you know what, I can watch those another time. I can do these things another time. The game will still be there when I'm done. Let's get up and spend that you know, hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, the time I've got. And sometimes it's only you know, 20 minutes uh, if I overslept or something, especially now with it being summertime and the kids are out of school. But if I take that time and I spend it writing, then I'm reaching for those goals. And I'm reaching for the thing that I've always wanted to do. You know, and yeah, there's the end goal of I'd like to do something that's you know legacy for my kids, legacy for my family. I'd like to make some money and help provide that way so that my my hobby is doing more than just being a hobby. Um, but I, I want to get this out there. I want I want to be a writer. I want to uh, you know hold that book in my hand and and then all right. On to the next one because I've got other stories that I would love to tell. That's great. That, I think that's uh, you're you're speaking to uh, a lot of people that listen to the show. Um, just that point of kind of no return. You know, it's I'm going to do this, and everybody's at a different spot. You know, and but I think that's where this is where everybody starts. I mean, it's it's something motivates us. Something, you know, hey, I'm going to stop. You know, playing video games, and I'm gonna I'm gonna crank out 500 words. Uh, and I think one of the biggest myths uh, that, if you actually study history, like modern day writers, um, how many actually had day jobs, and how many actually had so many things going on in their lives, they had you know health problems. It's amazing. I mean, that people they were so productive, and um, and yet had children and wives and and husbands and you know a lot going, yeah. going on. It is a lot of times. It's just our motivation. I mean, like you said, five hundred words a day. Like that. I mean, you could do that in fifteen minutes if you wanted to. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you know, in a year, you do that every day. You have quite a few novels done. And and so it's it's uh, it, they just add up. It's just more you know, butt in the chair time. And um, you know that hopefully that'll be a big encouragement for those listening. It's just it's just con- it's just a consistent habit. Like anything, it's it's just putting in the time, and then over time, you add more words, add more words, and then before you know it, there's a story that's there or something's there. Um, I love you know NaNoWriMo, like you mentioned. Uh, I, that's where I wrote my first novel, you know, five six years ago, whatever it was. Um, I think I failed the first time, and then the next three I've done. Um, but there's just I need those goals and those challenges. Um, and sometimes you have to make kind of self-induced challenges and set deadlines. Like I, I write in Scrivener. Um, you've probably heard about um, yeah. that software. Mm-hmm. And what's nice about yeah. Scrivener is, you know, there's a little um, deadline, you know, word count thing. It tells you today I got to write 800 words or today I got to write 2,000 words to hit my deadline by that date. And so um, just having that, you know, there, um, you know, hey, I'm going to do NaNoWriMo. Um, I love your story about accountability with writer groups. It, there's just something about having other people kind of pushing you along and saying, Hey, yeah. no more, no more chapters. I want another chapter. I want a new chapter. I want you to finish this thing. Um, stop <laughs> and, and I tell you, I, I've been real fortunate with this group because I, after starting this group and then I've talked to other writers in other States, you know, I hear not all groups are, are the same. Not all of them are, uh, are, are as great as what, you know, I've been fortunate to have here. Um, 
uh, there's a, a, a writer friend in Oklahoma and you know, he, he tells me about uh, his group is, is there, he doesn't like going because they like a certain style. They like a certain genre and they kind of like, Oh, you're writing science fiction mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And another guy somewhere else, he's, you know, kind of encounters the same thing. They don't really, they want to write what they want to write. So they're kind of a, they're more of a club than a, than a group of coming together and working together. We've got people in this group that's, I mean, we've got science fiction, we've got historical fiction, we've got uh, a guy that writes memoirs that are hilarious, we've got uh, youth, you know, a couple of young adult thrillers, we've got, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. We've got somebody else that comes in and writes uh, horror, um, we've got uh, somebody that writes a little risky kind of stuff, and that that's always interesting whenever they start reading that. And they're good. Um, but it's, you know, having that openness to listen to somebody else's story, regardless of what it is, and help them find the story within themselves, just like they're helping you, has helped me grow. And, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't thank, you know, G.A. Edwards enough for what she's put together with this group. I and mean, it's, they work together fantastic. Yeah, it sound, I, mean, I can tell just being there uh, how good of relationships you have and just encouragement and, um, you know, you guys seem to all be for each other. It's not it's not this kind of competition. It's not, you know, um, and you're very honest and candid with each other. And I think that's just a built-in thing. And, you know, I overheard someone saying, hey, you know, you got that thing done yet, you know, and, and just kind of that kind of stuff. And how's that going? <laughs> and, um, yeah, we all need that. I, I You know, the writer such a – you know, the writing life can be so solitary and it's, you know, my little beautiful thing and I don't want to show anybody and it's me in my, you know, basement and my underwear, you know, pecking at the keyboard. But, but yeah, there's, there's just something beautiful about a community of people that can kind of encourage each other. And, um, you know, even mm-hmm. I, I've even started doing this thing. It's kind of stupid, but you know, I even have some of my books on pre-order just, just so I have a deadline. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to send it to my editor. I'm going to send it to beta readers and all that. But just knowing it's going to be for sale on this date, so I, I have to have something. If I don't, Amazon will kick me out of the program, which they will. <laughs> they literally will um, if you don't deliver on time. And so, you know, just anything you can do to kind of kind of put your, your butt to the fire. And then I think there's another thing that you've probably heard, and I know you listen to the show. Um, there's something about finishing that first thing. There's kind of like this breakthrough that happens. It's kind of like I know it's not that great. It's not Hemingway, but – I did it, you know, I finished, Yeah. you know, and yeah. I know I can do it now. I can do another one, you know, I, I can get to the next one. And there's just something psychological. I think about that. There's something joyful about that where you're just like, okay, I, I, I did it, you know, you um, know, and, and it's, I, I feel that, uh, yeah, there's that sense I'm getting, I'm, I'm starting to gain getting so near the end that I realized even even if it turns out like if my beta reader sent it back to me and says, "Hey, this doesn't make sense here. That doesn't make sense there." I, I'm at that point now where I realize I'm going to be able to knock out the end of this, the rest of this here pretty quick. I mean, it's going to be ready to go up on Amazon, you know, very very soon. And I, I'm starting to realize that about myself. And then to add to that, I realize, you know what? I I'm, I should be able to knock out my next book much faster. You know, I have ambitious ideas for a, for a series next and I I just uh, it, it could be naive but I have that feeling inside me that 
yeah, once I get this one done, man, there's no way I'm going to spend two years writing, you know, one book again. This is going to, I've got goals. I'm going to come out with those, start coming out with these things faster yet. <laughs> so those listening, um, they're thinking, you know, writer group would be really great. Maybe it's a way I can kind of, you know, get my book done, get some encouragement, some critique, you know, write with other people. Um, what should people kind of be thinking about when they're looking at a group, um, when they're trying to find one? Um, you know, what, what should be what should be questions they should be asking? What, you know, as they go into a group, what, what should they be thinking about? Uh, well, I mean, I guess the first thing would be to see is there a group. Find out if there is a group in your area already. I, I had no idea that there was one. I'd been here for three years in this town and had no idea that they were there. Uh, I, I just got lucky that I happened to look in the paper and saw it sitting in there one day. And was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's tomorrow. Wow, all right. I told my wife, I'm going to go. So I'd say look around first and find out if you have a group in your area. Um, look, See if there's other writers that uh, might be interested or maybe they even know about a group already. If not, that's okay. I think uh, what I've realized is it doesn't take a moderator like what we have to do one. It, it certainly helps uh, with her experience and, and her, her contacts. It helps, but you know, you could go somewhere, anybody could go somewhere and start their own group. And all it takes is the, the will to do it. You know, and, and, and the, uh, I'd say, don't be a snob. <laughs> you know, you want to welcome everybody, welcome every type, because every, every one of them are going to help you grow as a writer. And uh, just uh, set deadlines with each other. Hey, we're going to do this for a certain amount of time, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. Um, yeah, I want to hear what you're reading, but try and keep it to a minimum. Um, because remember, we're all trying to improve, so let's work together on this. I would say that would be, um, you know, look around, find find out if there is one in your area. If not, go ahead and start one. You know, it uh, it, it won't take you long, I think, before uh, you have a nice little group of your own. That's great advice. Uh, what's one one thing you want to kind of add? I always ask people this question, but you know, as far as what you're learning so far in your kind of writing journey? Like what, what's, what's kind of a bit of advice you just kind of lay out there for aspiring authors, seasoned authors to say, Hey, this is what one big thing for me that I think is really helpful. Um, it's never too late mm. and don't give up. Um, never, never give up. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, it's never too late that that kind of falls in line with so many things in life. It's, you can you can always start anytime. We've got writers in our group that well, I don't want to venture a guess at their age, but they're older than I am, and I'm 45. Um, they're much older than I am. That's all I can say. But they're still right. They're, they've started writing and they're having a great time. We we have a good time, you know, having them there. So at any point of, of your, your life, go for it, do it, um, and then don't give up. Don't don't stop. Um, yeah, you've been writing it for a couple of years. You've been doing that story. But don't give up. The story is there. You you have it within yourself to do this. And you know you've said before something that resonated with me, in that uh, nobody else, nobody's going to write it for you, and nobody's got your voice. So don't give up. You know, get get the story out there. 
Yeah, that, that's really helpful because I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. They're just like, well, this story's already been done uh, a million times over, but the, the difference in the story is your voice. It's your angle. Yeah. It's your perspective. Yes, there's a million fantasy books. Yes, there's a million crime thrillers, but it's, it's, it's the characters. It's your voice. It's your take on it. Um, and that's what's beautiful about stories because we all could write the same. Like if you and I said, hey, we're going to write a story about this tomorrow. Like the story you write and the story I write will be very different. And that's just because of mm-hmm. our experiences, our own voice, our own abilities, you know, whatever. Um, and that's that's the beauty of books. Um, you know, there's ne- we're never going to run out. We're never going to run out of stories because we're just going to be telling the same stories just that with different angles. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I, I love about you know, even TV and books and all that. It's like, you know, yeah, it's been done before, but it's just, it's unique because it's their voice. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, Hey Jason, this has been a a real privilege and on a lot of levels, um, I think on the, the writer group level, um, those that are thinking about, I need some people in my life to kind of keep me going. I want some encouragement. I want some feedback. I think that's going to be very helpful. Um, And just the idea of community, I think is just huge. Um, and then also just you being open and honest about your own struggles of wanting to write, not writing, starting to write, trying to get that work done, and, and it's not easy, um, but you're, you're, you're doing it, and you're working on it, and that's all you, all you can do is put one word after the other. And so, um, so thank you for sharing that and, uh, and your experience. And, and is there a, a place where people can find you so when your book does go live, we can, we can all buy it? Um, do, you have a, do you have a website or do you have anything anywhere where people can I, connect with you? I do. Uh, I've been uh, blogging on uh, WordPress for the last two years. Actually, this week is my two-year anniversary on uh, WordPress. It's uh, it, it's my name, Jason A. Meiske, uh at, at WordPress. Um, or, or you can look up The Writing Fisherman. Uh, my okay. blog's called uh, Daydreams of the Writing Fisherman. And then actually one of my goals that I've held off for a long time to not get sidetracked by was I actually finally created my own uh, Facebook author page and that went live this morning. Oh, great. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, author Jason A. Meiske at Writing Fisherman on Facebook. Wonderful. Well, I'll definitely put that in the show notes. People can go find you and, and follow you along. So, well, hey, thanks, Jason. This is a great uh, privilege and, um, and all the best. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for having me. There you have it, folks. Jason Meiske. What a great interview. Really enjoyed having Jason on the show. Uh, I'm always inspired by aspiring writers, their passion for craft, wanting to finish that first book, the things they're learning, his candidness, his openness, the beauty of writing groups and community. I just want to encourage you, if you are living in a city or a town it doesn't even matter where you live jason actually lives in a small town look for a writing group find some people a community that you can write with even if it's online share your work get better hold each other accountable i know writing is an isolating individual sport but find some people that you can uh, do it together and enjoy together i think it's, it's better together and so i uh, hope you enjoyed the show go and listen to uh Past episodes, if you haven't had a chance, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or, or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to this episode. Really appreciate all of you. And get out there and write those words. Get those books done. Keep on going. Until next time, I'm Ryan. Right.